Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading a prayer today from Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans. Uh, This is a a collection of uh, uh, prayers from a wide variety of writers from the 17th and 18th century. Philip Doddridge is the uh, 18th century uh, author and hymn writer that has a prayer called A New Passion to Follow God. And I've been uh, focusing a little bit in on that theme of what does it mean to walk with the Lord? Uh, you know, we're studying the book of Genesis at present. I, I don't know when you're watching or listening to this, but said of Enoch and said of Noah that they walked with God. The only two people in the entire Bible that that same exact phrasing is used. And I, I'm fascinated by it. I want to, uh, uh, I want to learn what it means to walk with God. And so here, uh, Doddridge has uh, equipped us with a, a great prayer, and I'm so glad it's a part of this uh, book called Piercing Heaven. We pray this with me as you start your day. Do what you will with us, God. We are your servants. Give us life and support, and the weakest of your children will not stumble at the greatest of your promises on account of unbelief. Strong in faith, we will give you glory. Lift up our affections to higher and nobler things than what our lowest human nature pursues. Teach us to completely control our bodies that we would not be cast away from your presence or fall into that horrible place where every ounce of sinful pleasure will be paid for with pounds of misery and despair. Send your spirit fully into our hearts, Lord, and teach us to cry, Abba, Father. As children, draw us to yourself with reverence and confidence. Show us how to love each other. Even the family of God you so graciously lead. Inspire us with that zeal for your glory, which will make the honor of your name, the good of your kingdom, and the accomplishment of your will far dearer to us than any interest of our own. Help us to cheerfully depend on you for our daily needs, and let us be content with the food and clothes you provide. Help us also to seek your forgiveness for past sins and give us grace to preserve us from future temptations or to secure us and protect us in them. May that sense of our own need for your forgiveness drive us to forgive each other, especially since you have wisely and graciously made this the avenue for receiving our own pardon. Our corrupt hearts are not inclined this way, but may your almighty power produce in us a new desire, even passion to forgive. And while the comfort is ours, may all the glory be yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. 
such a powerful prayer uh, by our older brother here, this, as I say, 18th century uh, uh, English Puritan, Philip Doddridge. You probably noticed as I was reading that prayer some similarities to another prayer that you're very familiar with, I'm sure, which is, of course, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Um, and certainly that must have inspired uh, what he has written here. Uh, what I love about these Puritan prayers, of course, is their honesty, um, their uh, humility, all of which, you know, in this world in which we live right now is so refreshing. And even as I read that myself, praying as I read it, and I hope for you as well, praying it as I was reading it, just moved one more time uh, in the the ways that this kind of language, uh, only, only that, that kind of thing can do. We're so used to our uh, modern or postmodern uh, nomenclature, do what you will with us, God. We are your servants. I mean, that's just so foreign to the way we live our lives and the way we are formed and shaped and influenced by uh, the culture in which we live in this particular cultural moment. Give us life and support and the weakest of your children will not stumble at the greatest of your promises on account of unbelief. Strong in faith, we will give you glory, he says. That's so beautiful. Hmm. And this supplication, this request to lift up our affections to higher and nobler things than what our lowest human nature pursues. That too is just, you know, just, just to even think, to pray that God might redirect our or reorient our affections in this day and age in which we live right now, where feelings are kind of king. Um, and they, they sort of rule the way people view themselves and, and feelings and desires. And, and there's sort of this trust your heart. Whereas the, the Bible says, no, the heart of man is deceitful. And that is, of course, using that, that universal uh, uh, use of the term man for humankind. So brothers and sisters. Our hearts, according to the Bible anyway, are actually deceitful. And so the Bible wouldn't say, trust your heart or trust your feelings. No, it wouldn't say that. It would actually say, submit your heart and your feelings to God and let him give you the desires, the very desires themselves of your heart. Not just give you what you want, but give you the desires to want what he wants for you. Isn't that beautiful? to lift up our affections to higher and nobler thoughts than what our lowest human nature pursues. Hmm. And I don't know if you caught this, but I'm just going to close with this last thought because I thought this is just so important. The, the idea of our adoption as children of God, sons and daughters we are, those of us who've trusted Christ as our Savior. We've been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, and we uh, he has adopted us. We now, uh, uh, we're no longer just his property. We're, at, we're not just possessions. We are in relationship with God because of the finished work of Christ on the cross. And the Holy Spirit is at work in all of this. And so the part of this prayer that I was just going to close one more, call your attention to one more time is, send your spirit fully into our hearts, Lord, and teach us to cry, Abba, Father. 
(laughs) As children, draw us to yourself with reverence and confidence. Isn't that a great combination of things? Reverence for God, for who he is, respect, awe, wonder, astonishment. And this reverence uh, that is also coupled with confidence. Why? Well, because he's the one that's done everything necessary for us to be saved. He's the one that's done everything necessary for us to be able to even enter his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And so we do this, even even our repentance we can do with confidence. Why? Because we know the response of God to our repentance. Scripture tells us if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So as children, Lord, draw us to yourself with reverence and confidence and show us how to love each other even the family of God, you so graciously lead. Piercing heaven and that writing, that prayer by Philip Doddridge. Let me close in a prayer for us. Lord, thank you for the insights and uh, the examples that have been set uh, by those who've gone before us. And uh, what a wonderful uh, prayer this is. I pray for each and every one of us this day. Uh, that this kind of prayer, the, also the model prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, all of this would flow freely from our hearts. And Holy Spirit, that your response to us would be transforming, encouraging, and shaping us into the image of Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.